Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Wow! and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how the devil are you? I'm good. I, I can't really decide what my favourite show is of the week, whether it's a, a Wednesday show or a Sunday show. What, have you got a favourite one? It's quite the dilemma. It's quite a dilemma. I think Wednesday. <laughs> just Wednesday. You like the Wednesday one, yeah. Because Sunday, mm. you, you kind of like you're about to dive into the week. You're about to do it all over again. That's true, isn't it? Yeah. But I like to think that we're helping people ease themselves into the warm bath that is <laughs> the a warm new bath. week, whatever they might be doing with their lives. <laughs> I mean, given what I do, right? Every day's both work, and every day is also. A day off, a bit of a giggle, mostly work yeah. day. Mostly, there's not much mm. de- delineating kind of lines between work and mm. play. And um, so Sunday for me is just a normal day now. But I remember, I remember that feeling on Sunday when I used to work in an office that it would just be like, oh god, five days of boredom and crap, and it was awful. And um, <laughs> if you're in a job you don't enjoy, get out, ladies and gentlemen. Do your best to get out because if I'd stayed in that job, well, I don't think I'd be a very happy guy. But then again, I'm not very happy either now, am I, anyway? So, <laughs> no, exactly. Anyway, you're pretty miserable whichever way it I'm goes. pretty miserable. That's why people <laughs> uh, enjoy this podcast. But exactly. uh, I have, I've just finished work on scripting a video Ooh. that may be out by the time this podcast is out regarding a Japanese TV show called uh, Zweekin English. And it's uh, a show from the 90s. And I featured it in a video before. Back in 2015, I did a series, an ill-fated series called Losing... Uh, weight in Japan, ten kilograms mm. in ten weeks. I don't think you might. I don't think you saw it because it's probably been many years ago, before your time or before the time when you watched abroad in Japan. But in that series, I tried to lose ten kilograms and I and I failed. I lost seven, which is quite impressive, I suppose. That's good. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. decent. How how well, how did you do it? Um, getting a <laughs> getting a, a stomach worm. <laughs> well, I literally ate the same thing every single day. I ate a chicken breast. Cooked right, in yeah. olive oil. Yeah. <laughs> I I had a slice of camembert cheese on top, and then I had. How, some... how is this a diet? Are you Shut mad? Up. How it's... is this a you? Listen. If any dietitian will go, don't fry your chicken. Don't, don't it eat was... camembert for fr- for frying out loud. It was it was it was half a camembert, right? Half a round brine of camembert and a deer. A d- no, yeah, nearly every day. Pretty much Good every day. God. Good. I'm a how are you man. how did you manage to le- lose weight? That's insanity. Well what I, so what I had with this camembert cheese uh with camembert cheese chicken was a green leaf salad with a few cherry tomatoes. Oh, so no carbohydrates. Fine. And then for breakfast I had a two egg omelette. <laughs> and then I just did that every day. And after a while, after ten weeks, seven kilograms down. And my cholesterol had doubled, and my doctor nearly <laughs> fell off his seat backwards when he when he did a blood test. So be careful. They say that eggs don't cause high cholesterol, but I don't buy that. I think they do. I mean, they Chris, do. if it, I'm no dietitian or even doctor, 
reverse those but i would say if i was going to point the finger at the cholesterol and if we we're going to point the finger at anything it would probably be <laughs> dipping the fingernail into a nice soft yielding half wheel of cheese mate i wouldn't worry about the fucking egg <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair the omelets did have cheese in as well it was all very cheesy <laughs> it's the cheese it's the cheese the thing is it was i thought it was quite a clever diet because it was yeah. very simple to prepare, very quick, tasted great, yeah. and yes. I didn't deviate from it much. I didn't think I didn't need French fries. I didn't need crisps. No. I didn't need anything. Just get me the chicken <laughs> with some camembert. Get the green salad yeah. with a bit of olive oil, vinegar dressing, and it ticked all the boxes. It had the kind of the nice <laughs> sweetness of the cheese, the saltiness of the chicken, the the tanginess <laughs> of the oil and vinegar. It was like it was the, it was the best possible meal. So if you want to lose weight, that is the one yeah. to go for, and it, it did I, work. Um, I think I mentioned this guy who um, he actually got in touch. I think um, asking if you want to collab uh, the uh, the guy who cycles around the um, Yamanote line. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was watching cool that. I, I was, I've been watching that when when I'm on my little uh, I'm a little elliptical trainer to feel like I've been somewhere and done something. Um, but he uh, at one point was really hungry, so he went to the shop and he just bought like um, like a pre cooked. Uh, chicken, just a chicken breast, chicken breast with like herb on the side of it, and oh, just it was from a Seven Eleven, and he just yeah, like and he good. just ate, ate, ate in the thing. But I thought that's good, and, and he had a green tea with it. I thought that's probably quite a healthy choice. It probably tastes amazing, and it's probably quite a healthy choice. Chicken breast, you know, no, no butter around it, no fried butter around mm. it, and uh, and a green tea. Lovely old job. Well, I mean, that was kind of what I had, right? I, I had chicken. Kind of, yeah. yeah a kind of, a bit of camembert on. Protein, yeah. my friend. Protein. Yeah. But yeah, the, the chicken you're talking about is called salad chicken. They call it salad yes. chicken, specifically mm. in Japan. And it isn't that good. I, from my experience, it's best avoided. It's quite rubbery. Uh, it can be quite right, salty. Okay, yeah. And yeah. it's not good. You can get some really weird stuff in 7-Eleven and convenience stores here. Like, you can get a boiled egg just in a container, right? You can just buy a boiled egg. Mm. Which I guess, in hindsight, could be quite useful, right? Pretty sort of good, thing you'd yeah. buy in it. Could throw it out a friend. Like, a, <laughs> like an eggy snowball. An eggy snowball. <laughs> yeah. Cynical like man. That, How dare you, Pete? <laughs> <laughs> Abusing the eggs of Japan's convenience stores. We've got a story this week from Sophia, and it involves elephants. Rather weirdly. Oh. Dear Chris and Pete, my name is Sophia, originally from Hungary, but living in Amsterdam, and I wanted to share a somewhat wacky experience that happened to me during my second trip to Japan in 2018. I was walking around in my favourite neighbourhood in Tokyo, Ningyocho, uh, searching for a new bar when I stumbled across a dark back alley next to a Lawson. There was one of those paper lanterns shining through the darkness with a somehow beckoning light. The lantern was pretty weathered with some words scribbled on it with the with a sharpie that said garage pub so that's always a good Ooh. sign i wouldn't do this in any other country but i decided to see what it was thinking it was you know some kind of joke to my biggest surprise it was a tiny punk rock bar for the locals and the owner had traveled to the u.s and was so fascinated by the music culture there that he had decided to open his own bar i loved it so much that i went back there the following three nights until my last day. The customers and the staff in the bar were the same people every single day. <laughs> of course they were. Fantastic. They greeted each other with Ohio Gazimas every time someone entered. Good morning. <laughs> Even though it was the evening. Very clever. Fortunately, my level of Japanese was good enough to make simple conversation with them. Uh, amongst others, my best experience there 
by far, was my rite of passage that everyone being accepted to this community had to go through. After several drinks, I was asked to draw Dumbo the Elephant on a piece of post-it <laughs> note, which was then hung above the bar next to countless others. Most of them looked pretty <laughs> horrifying. It was an unforgettable experience, and I attach a photo of Dumbo on my post-it note. <laughs> and, uh, keep up the good work, Sophia. And she is driven. She's drawn a pretty good Dumbo, to be fair. As Dumbo, it's a go. really good picture good, of it. it. I mean, from memory, that's excellent. I mean, the one next to it looks like two Rubbish. legs of a roast chicken with eyes. It looks disgusting. I want to kill it. I want to stamp on it. But the I mean, uh, but the one she's drawn is amazing. What a great rite of passage! Like, imagine going in there. You're quite a nervous foreigner. You're like, oh, hello. Can I have a beer? It's like, do you want to be a part of our club? Uh, yeah, okay. You have to do the rite of passage. <gasps> Is it a shot of tequila? Do I have to drink a, a barrel of beer? No. You must draw Dumbo the elephant on a post-it note, <laughs> which will go over our bar till the end of time. Yeah. Have you ever done anything like that in any bar? Have you had to, done, have, had to do some sort of rite of passage? Yeah, I've done little drawings and sang little karaoke songs and stuff to. Cause the the problem, the thing with us, my mate's done several magic tricks in uh, in a. I, I don't think the. Um, I don't think in Japan there's a. I think it's probably like this before, but it's always my disclaimer when any story comes up. But I, I think there's there's not quite as much of a culture of straight people going to gay bars uh, in Japan, cause especially because the bars are very small. Um, yeah. So in I think it was Kobe we went to a bar, um, and um, the lads there were just very surprised that we were in and we were straight, <laughs> straight guys. <laughs> so so my mate was uh, was trying to curry their favour by doing some really tedious uh, card tricks. Um, <laughs> God, I, I, my mate, like he loves. He's always got a pack of cards on him, and, and you know, it's, it's it's like one of those kind of like internet pickup artists. <laughs> it's just <laughs> pathetic. I hate I hate card tricks. They're boring. <laughs> oh, how dare you! Oh, yeah, quite Except fun. when someone does them, I find them very boring and tedious, and 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 uh, and it's just it just looks, you know, you've worked too hard to 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 you know gum up a night with fucking card. Look at me, card tricks, because uh, you've got nothing to say for yourselves. But as soon as somebody does a card trick for me, I'm like. Whoa, that's clever. That's very clever. How did you do that? And then I'm like, you're magic. Um, so it's very much being close to magic, I find tedious, but actually being magic upon, I find wonderful. <laughs> Would you rather go into a bar and get to see a magic trick or go into a bar and draw Dumbo the elephant on draw a post Dumbo. Draw Dumbo. I'd Dumbo love to draw the I'm not going to, but they're, they're, I'm not going to um, draw a one as good as uh, Sophia's, to be fair. I just I love these kind of little bar communities, right? Where they have regulars yeah. that go in. Like clearly, yeah. I, the amount of times I've been in a bar and it's the same people there every night. And I love that mm. sort of culture. And the the folks that open bars in Japan are typically very nice, down to earth folks, and they have to be because that's the main reason people go back. Right? They go for the yeah. the mama san or the papa san, right? What do you, what do you say? Yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> All right. But like it's there's a there's a good one in um in Sakata called the Union Jack Collector and I don't think I took you there but it's Natsuki's friend. No. And he's just kind of kitted it out like a British pub but it's not mm. really a British it just looks like a Japanese pub but there's just posters of David Bowie <laughs> all over all over the walls. And he plays the Beatles, <laughs> and he serves 
a rather questionable fish and chips, but it's a solid effort. It's a solid effort. Lovely, yeah. I like I like those little buds because like you think that um, you know it's only a, it's only a booze experience, and that you know they just they may have a draft tap on, and all the rest is like bottled drinks mm. and, and stuff. But a lot of the times, like they'll have to they'll they'll have a full menu of little nibbles you can eat, and they'll go mm. in the back in, of of well they won't even go out in the back. It's just one room, and they'll go in the back and they'll 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 have a little um, fryer, <laughs> deep fat fryer, and they'll just fry something up, and it's like <laughs> it's wow, true. like you've or they'll have to. Or if they have an ingredient that you know they, they need an ingredient they don't have, they'll just run out and get get it, and then come back and fry it up and stick it on your plate. It's amazing. Yeah, it's good if you're hungry. If you had a bit of dinner, you go for a drink, you yeah. feel a bit peckish. They always have something. It's it's yeah. usually a little bit questionable. The food that does come out of the <laughs> the magical back room, but yeah. it can't be beat if you're feeling a bit peckish on a good night right. out. I have handed Pete the the duty this week, ladies and gentlemen, of getting some news stories. Usually it's my job. I do the research. I'm the researcher for Broad in Japan. <laughs> Pete just turns up and gives out anecdotes about cards and fried food. Yeah. But uh, this week, he's the champion of, of news. What have you got mm. for us, Pete? Well, look, Chiba, it's a part of Japan. It's near Tokyo, <laughs> isn't it? It is, yes. There is uh, a, govern- a gubernatorial race uh, for Chiba Prefecture, and it really, he- it really is heating up. Uh, the the fellow who was there, um, Governor Kensuku uh, Morita, he's set to retire. Mm. So now eight candidate- candidates have entered the fray, and and the mugshots. You know, every every political candidate has to have um, like a has to have like a like a mugshot taken of of of, of their uh, of them um, for people to vote on them. Um, mm. This guy who's forty years old. Um, Mr. Um, Kawaii, I think is uh, no, no, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think his name's Kawaii, uh, and he is a um, he's the leader of a party to make all of Chiba a land of dreams and magic, right? And he is dressed <laughs> like the Joker from Batman. <laughs> he's got fantastic. He's got a white face. He's got like like lines on his face. He's got a pink nose and a pink mouth, uh, and he's just wearing like a maroon suit. And he um, looks incredibly spooky. And it just he just seems to run around trying to annoy his uh, his rival candidate uh, Masayuki Hiratsuka. So he. Is a uh, he, basically Hirotuka is a anti-masker uh, crazy man, oh, uh, and, they're, and they're, they're, the People's Sovereignty Party is, is this kind of like problematic, uh, you know, COVID nineteen is just a cold, vaccines are dangerous kind of situation. They're not particularly intelligent, it seems. Uh, but uh, yeah, Kawaii, uh, this man who's dressed like uh, the Joker uh, the, from the film The Joker, uh, is just he's just trying to annoy this candidate who's a bit of a right wing menace. Really, I like him very I much. Him. I think they should vote him in. I found that the article's just called Joker in the Running for Chiba Gubernational Election. Gubernatorial <laughs> Election, sorry. He does look pretty chilling, doesn't he? And he's kind of in this he does look pretty scary, the mugshot yeah. with all the politicians, and he's got the sort of the <laughs> smile, the Joker smile drawn on his face. It looks really quite sinister. And he's got some sort of contact lenses in that makes him look like a vampire. Yeah. I, like I wonder it. if he's going I to win. I blooming like it. Well, right. look, if if you if you are in the middle of a pandemic and you've got an anti-masking group, um like you sort of see these kind of like libertarian kind of groups that that you see across America mm. and beyond and, and even in the UK and uh 
you know, I think they they deserve a bit of a, a bit of a reality check sometimes. So maybe he'll get in. Maybe it'll be like the Hartlepool where I'm from. We uh, put in um, the, uh, the the Hartlepool monkey became the mayor. Uh, the Hartlepool United mascot in a monkey suit uh, was was made the mayor because he came as a, came on as a protest uh, candidate mm. um, on a promise of free bananas for school children. Uh, and he and he and he he, he got in. Um, didn't Did he didn't provide he the banana in. store. He got Did in. He, he, was the, he was the mayor. He was the Hartlepool United mascot, and he, he promised to give all the kids bananas. And uh, yeah, they've, uh, <laughs> he, he got in and, and did not live up to his campaign promises, unfortunately. The one policy the people wanted, and he did not deliver. And a relatively simple <laughs> policy at that. Yeah, a disaster. Exactly. I, I love Japanese politics is so bizarre. Like last year in. I think September, there was a politician, Hirai Takuya, who is a member of House of Representatives, and he was spotted. There's a photo of him uh, on Twitter. There's like a big serious meeting going on. He's sitting there with his iPad looking at a picture of a crocodile. (laughs) And and, uh, he got in a lot of trouble for looking at this crocodile. And uh, he he, he claims that it was just a video commercial. He he opened his tablet and a video commercial came on of a crocodile on a golf course (laughs) or something ridiculous. But he he got a lot of heat for it, for looking at this crocodile. Um, Probably shouldn't have been on his tablet watching videos, to be fair. But but, uh, I think I'd still rather have him and his crocodile over Mm. the Joker, the Joker of Chiba. (laughs) Good God. Very enjoyable. What else you got? I'm enjoying it. In the um, world of news, Chris, Donnie's uh, world of news. Are you familiar with the Pokemon Mew? Mew doesn't like Mew the Mew magic. and Mew two. Is it Mew, Mew two? two? I think they're yeah, Mew's like yeah, the original those ones. It, yeah. yeah. Well, basically, um, I don't know. We've not really spoken about how um, the the diverse uh, designs on different manhole covers in Japan. It's a big thing. Wherever you go in Japan, you will see these manhole covers that are not only uh, have unique designs, they're also painted different colours as well. They'll have Mm. these like pastoral scenes or there'll be a picture of like a castle or um, a fire station or there'll be a person's face and it will all be coloured in, in in, in kind of like very, Mm. very... Mm. uh, like quite rudimentary, simplistic designs, uh, but all of these manhole covers are beautifully designed. It just brightens up the the, the, the the your environment. I think it's fair to say, and it gives you it gives you something to look at, and it gives um, different, more rural parts of, of Japan a little bit of an identity. But apparently, um, there is a Mew Pokemon uh, manhole cover getting put in one very remote location, uh, Ugasarawa. Ugasarawa, no. Ogasawara, yeah, that one in Tokyo, <laughs> uh, a very remote, remote, remote part uh, to the to the south of uh, uh, of Tokyo. It's on an island uh, of Chichijima, and uh, Chichijima would pro- presumably be small mountain, hmm. small mountain, or small volcano, or something. I don't know. Yeah, the Ogasawara uh, Islands are are like a pretty cool chain of islands, and I think mm. the one you're talking about. They're just littered with volcanoes. They're all these little islands, mm. but they're just basically volcanoes with villages on. And they're pretty yeah. dramatic looking. They look pretty cool. And that's getting well, it's like it's, that's getting new. 
Yeah, they're, they're, they've got a unique claim to fame. Mew is coming to their town, and it's it's a town that's one thousand kilometers to the south, across loads of ocean. But unbelievably, it's still part of Tokyo. It's still legally part of Tokyo. It's yeah, only got two yeah. and a half thousand residents, and I love that. And I love the fact that Mew uh, is going over Venusaur as well. Charizard is Why it Blastoise? There, Blastoise? I, d- I don't really know to be honest. I think it's just uh, I don't really know. PR. I think it's just uh, it's just PR, really. I think. That's um, a good idea. You, you have to get a you have to get a a ferry from um, Tokyo, mm. the Takashima t- terminal. It takes twenty four hours to get there Jeez. just to look at these, just to look at these things. And it's the only place in Tokyo that grows its own coffee beans. I've exhausted this news story wow. completely, but it's got a lot of information. There's the only part of Tokyo that grows its own coffee beans. Have a bit of that lovely old job. And it's now incredible. Mew's there. I've always wanted to go to those islands, but I don't think I'd take the 24-hour yeah. ferry. I think I'd Come take on, the 2-hour flight. You <laughs> I like this. I love it. There's some pretty astonishing islands. Um, I think Ogasawara Island itself, I could be wrong, it's just, it's just a big, giant volcano. There's some really stunning mm. islands, and I'd, I'd love to go down there, honestly. I don't if know if I would the go manhole covers. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if I would go all the way just to see some manhole covers. I do mm. quite like the Pokemon. The whole I do like Pokemon, but I don't know if my devotion to the Pokemon cause is is that that significant yeah. to warrant. Well, over that the past gem. like year or so, there's been like loads of Pokemon sort of turning up on manhole covers. But I don't know why they've chosen the elusive Mew uh, to live on an island <laughs> a thousand miles south of Tokyo, <laughs> which is still inexplicably part of Tokyo. Very enjoyable. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it works as a draw card yeah. when the gates to Japan open once again. You know, are people going to yeah. get on the first flight and 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 go and do it? I yeah, but um, fair play, fair play, and those are those the new stories of the week. What I'll say is, it's amazing with Pokemon how it is kind of even now, going on what twenty twenty five years. I think it's incredible how popular it still is after all this time. Right, how it's sort of persevered. Mm. What is it about Pokemon, and Pete? I, I, think it's just the, I think it's just like the games and stuff, like the collecting. Yeah, I, I don't know how popular the anime is, but I imagine the um, the collecting of, uh, of 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 the little characters and stuff. I mean that mm. that never goes away. That's pretty much the the plot of every video game going in it. You're just collecting stuff all all over the gaff. Well, I'm still blown away by how popular Pokemon Go was and kind of still is. You still see folks running around doing it. After all this time, mm. Pokemon Go was a massive yeah. deal. I remember that. Still remember coming to Sendai Station once uh, to get on a train, and there was like crowds of people all around it. And I thought there'd been an earthquake or a disaster, mm. or they'd had to evacuate Sendai Station. It turned out, transpired as I looked at people's phones around me, that they were all catching bloody Pokemon. It was a it was a Pokemon zone, right? One of these places. <laughs> and there was, and there was a man, and there was a man in the middle just looking at an um, iPad of a crocodile. <laughs> 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 Can I there join in? <laughs> but it's, oh, it's no. crazy how popular it was. It's crazy, but yeah, uh, I never easy. saw it as it wasn't really my thing. Did you ever play it? No, never did. No, I, I, um, I, I would fall in a hole or something. I'd, I'd sprain my ankle. Fall down the manhole. Fall like, down the manhole. Oh, yeah, walk down, walk down a motorway or something. Hey, Chris, <laughs> I've got this final news story. It's not even a news story. I just want to Tantal express my, um, my distrust that the uh, KitKat Corporation, Nestle's, done some absolute oh, more wrong and nonsense. Um, yeah, they've made. Oh God! They've, I think I don't know whether they're trying to make uh, KitKat more healthy because obviously you know the Japanese covet and love uh, the, the common garden Kit Kat where, to Western audiences. You sort of go, it's just a Kit Kat. So many different flavors available. But um, 
yeah, they, they, um, they've, they've they've started a, a new a new series, which is uh, the first oh, full series like uh, for for ten years. Um, the Kit Kat Mini Whole Wheat Flour Biscuit in it's called, oh, and it's basically just a, a Kit Kat. But instead of like the normal innards, there's like a whole wheat biscuit. Like a, I think mm, graham crackers is, is is what the Americans uh, would would call it. But for us, it's a digestive biscuit. Mm. It looks bloody rank. Like <laughs> the paper around it is all brown and looks like it's. Oh, it just looks very healthy, even though we all know it probably won't be. Ugh. I think it'd be good. It looks like. As you say, the sort of crackers you put a bit of cheese on, right? But they're coated yeah. in chocolate, so maybe... Half a wheel of cheese. Yeah, God, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me my camembert back. I, you yeah. know, I suppose it's good that Kit Kat are innovating and not just adding another <laughs> yet another bloody flavour to their portfolio. They, I love the, the flavour they brought out back in 2010, the Otona no Amasa adult sweetness line which is uh <laughs> which is basically adult sweetness it turns out is just kit kats that are less sweet mm. and for more discerning yeah. palates because adults don't like sweet things allegedly but uh, I'll, I'll track Disagree. them down i will track down these wheat kit kats and give them a shot because the yeah, last kit kats they, they don't look that good but they they might yeah. be better than the the cafe latte Kit Kats that I had on a live stream <laughs> last month. You really don't like them, do you? They're horrible. Tastes like you cigarettes. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're back in a moment. And we're back and we're diving headfirst into the fax machine. What have we got this week in the fax machine, Mr. Dawson? Ooh, we've got a message from uh, Ariel. Hello, Ariel. Uh, I love the podcast. My name is Ariel. I've just uh, moved from uh, to the US. Sorry, from the US to Japan for work. I just want to traumatize Chris a bit. While thrifting, I presume it's thrifting, in uh, Kitazawa, my friend and I stumbled across two decently sized stuffed ETs oh, advertising God. for a nearby cafe. Um, she's appended a picture, and it's, it's possibly even... The one that isn't wearing clothes is somehow... I mean, it's worse than the one that's wearing clothes. E.T., you know, on occasion wore clothes, but it, it's, the body is all <laughs> wrong, Chris, isn't it? It's just occasion. wrong. Um, it wouldn't have been as funny uh, if the cafe was themed or somehow related to E.T., but lo and behold, it was just an normal cafe. Wow. Uh, my Japan, uh, my travel in Japan has, has been pretty limited uh, at the moment, so I'm wondering, is it common to see random pop culture icons being used as advertisements for completely unrelated items, services, or businesses? If so, uh, have you have you have either of you seen any particular odd ones? Keep fantastic work can't wait to see what 2021 has in store for the podcast Ariel, thank you for getting in touch <laughs> it is a bit odd isn't it somebody's clearly gone it's to like right. a, a market or just amazon and thought oh look is it et a stuffed et life size <laughs> i've got a bit it's of leftover money rank. i'll buy two and stick them out the front yeah. and maybe people will come i mean it worked clearly it worked ariel yeah. is, is taking a photo with the two ets so <laughs> it worked didn't it, it kind of proved a cafe's point <laughs> it's such an old school reference as well, ET. People, but people who don't remember ET, you know, anyone under thirty, um, will probably look at those and go, "What are those horrible turd men doing outside this shop?" <laughs> it's a cafe for fuck's sake. <laughs> I think I last year I I vented my frustration quite vocally uh, over the course of many weeks and months about how much I hated mm. ET growing up, and I don't really know why I brought up ET where he came where he came from at that moment in time, mm. but. I think it's because I he is quite common, or it is quite common to see ET right in a shop front or in some yeah. memorabilia or on a jumper or something. He seems to be etched into the very fabric of Japanese culture. Whether he's out the front of a cafe 
or on a t-shirt. He's everywhere, and I don't know why. And I wanted to stop. <laughs> I can't stand bloody ET. You see him a lot in uh, Mandarek. There's a lot of uh, little yeah, ET, yeah. Uh, ET figurines in uh, Mandarek. I think he's considered to be like cute in Japan. I think he's kind right. of cute and silly, right? Because in the film, oh, and he's I'm a bit not. Of a cheeky I'm better looking than him. <laughs> <laughs> furious he's, I am furious he's a little bit cheeky isn't he but yeah little cheeky I boy I think my that's mate, why my mate was uh, my mate was reading uh, the E.T. because you know like when a film's come out or certainly came out in the 80s and 90s there would always be a companion book as well so if a film came out for a kid's uh, a, ki- a kid's film they would always get a writer to write a, a f- uh, like book, a, yeah. A, a, yeah a book that was loosely based on the film <laughs> but extended the lore a little bit because you couldn't you know you couldn't have that have a book with just the stuff that ride home on the mental. spaceship covered yeah, in so, excruciating so apparent, detail but apparently but apparently et in that book was just constantly trying to perv over the mum oh god <laughs> he was obsessed oh absolutely <laughs> obsessed with her pervy little et <laughs> I mean, what did that entail? Was it like ET just in the doorway, like poking yeah, through just poking the shower, over the top of the shower? Yeah, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Dirty oh ET. god, that makes the whole finger pointing thing a whole Robin. lot more creepy and wrong. Yeah. Oh god, <laughs> bloody ET! If only our listener, a listener who uh, whose dad bumped into Steven Spielberg on a train in like the seventies, mm. only he could go back in time and. <laughs> Tell Steven Spielberg not to make that godforsaken film. Push him off the train. <laughs> Push him off the train in Hokkaido. Uh, <laughs> should have known it would descend into ways to go back in time and film. kill Steven Spielberg and prevent ET in this episode. <laughs> we got one from Michelle. He says, Hi, Chris and Pete. Having just discovered your podcast and YouTube videos, uh, as I'm researching a trip to Japan, I just wanted to say great content. Do you have any trips, sorry, any tips for solo female travellers? In Japan, says Michelle. Solo female travel. I mean, the first story, that was a girl, wasn't it? Sophia. Mm. There you go, Michelle. Go into, go into the bar. Go into, go, go say, into a weird bar. Ohio gozaimasu. Good morning. In the garage pub <laughs> in Ningyocho, which I'm now going to look up straight after this podcast and see if it still exists. And draw Dumbo the elephant. And, you know, I think it's good to hear from stories from people like Sophia who kind of travel around. And we have had quite a few stories in recent episodes of girls who have traveled Japan solo. Mm. And they're always great stories. Like there's a story the other week from uh, the woman from Holland, I believe, who got roped into being kitchen staff for a week for some biker gang. <laughs> that could be you. Just, yeah. I think Japan's a safe country to travel around as a solo female traveler. So you really don't have much to worry about. But always. Tell people where you're going. That's what I'd say. But yeah, no, I think Japan's I've, I've one of the heard, better countries to travel solo. I've heard, um, not being a woman myself, but um, I've heard that uh, you should uh, Google tampon brands before you get out there because they're very confusing. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> for, 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 for a uniquely female perspective on it. I was like, oh, good Lord, I cannot imagine. <laughs> invaluable, invaluable advice from Pete Donaldson. Mm. In a department... Yep. You wouldn't expect. Uh, over to you, Pete. We've got one from TM. What's, what, what, here's a bit of quick uh, speed Japanese. Kasuri. That's uh, medicine, Kasuri. isn't it? Medicine, yeah. Kasuri. Yeah. So if you, you'd probably buy it in a medicine place, Kasuri. That's where the, <laughs> most of the apothecary is. Most of the uh, medicine places have well, uh, Kasuri written outside. Pharmacy in Japanese is uh, Yakyoku. 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 Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a tough one. A lot of Y's in there. Picture yak, the animal yak, yeah. and then kyoku. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the classic word kyoku. Yeah, 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 cool, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just a yak doing a kyoku. Yeah, yeah, cool, brilliant. Um, TM's got in touch. 
I'll tidy this up. Hello, Chris of Bates, a long-time writer, first-time listener with a question that I'm not sure many people talk about. With the world still in a lockdown, intensity's high, I've been looking for an escape. With that in mind, I've always had interest in going to live in Japan, but life always stopped me, but not as much anymore. There's a catch, though. I'm currently about to turn 30, and I'm concerned with the idea of being old to start a new career in Japan, likely as an English teaching uh, assistant job, as the main way people get into the country. The main concern is that everyone seems to do this usually in their early 20s, so I wouldn't be, uh, I feel like I wouldn't be as desirable or be ostracized should I even be accepted. Thanks the videos hmm. tm chris have you got anything on that well yeah this is quite a common question that i get mm. for, from folks over 30 can they still teach and live and work in japan and yes you can but it's more difficult from when i was a teacher there were quite a few folks over their 30s who were kind of like 32 33 the oldest i think was mm. 34 but it does get more difficult from sort of 34 35 onwards because a lot of these schools they do want younger folks who they believe can relate to you know, teenagers and school kids a lot easier. Uh, when I started, <laughs> I, was, I was 22, right? So I guess yeah. they do want people that are younger for that reason. But um, there are lots of jobs. And even going as far up to 40, I think you could still probably find something, not on the JET program, but certainly like a Ikaiwa language school. The jobs do exist, especially if you've got some mm. sort of background. But no, if you're about to turn 30, there's still time left, TM. But I would say... Get in there quick because the clock is ticking. You've got, you know, three or four years before it does get pretty difficult. So get on it as quick mm. as you can. Any thoughts, Pete? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm at 39. I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm going to get uh, Chris. I'm going to go move to Japan just to teach Chris English. So I'm um, <laughs> looking forward to that. I'm going to be a script supervisor. <laughs> I'll teach you all the words you need to know. Yakyoki. <laughs> yeah. We I, it's a shame we've uh, we've we've neglected speedy Japanese of recent times. We should get back on that. Mm. You love... Medicine. Yeah, we we've we've talked to this week. If you do that, you'll be deported very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I urge you to do it though. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming into Born Japan Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back to do it all over again on Sunday. But for now, guys, no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great week and we'll see you then. Yakyoku. Yakyoku. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.